SMB Wisdom acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which we have recorded this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to the SMB Wisdom podcast, coming to you from the land of the Yuggera and Turrbal people. My name is Alice Rue and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the proud sponsors of this podcast. The SMB Wisdom Podcast is a forum to provide value tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. I'm so very blessed to have an amazing network of people who are fabulous at what they do. They might be accountants, lawyers, business owners, or any number of individuals that day in, day out, deal with the issues and problems that can plague small and medium business owners and come up with solutions, outcomes, and results to assist It's now my mission to bring some of this knowledge to small and medium business owners to assist them in making their good businesses great and their great businesses fabulous. Now on with today's episode. Alrighty. Hello everyone and welcome to the SMB Wisdom Podcast, a forum to provide valued tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. My name's Alice Rue and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the host of this amazing podcast. Today I'll be talking to Donna Bruce from Alto Advisors. Donna started in public practice in 2004 and has worked across a wide range of industries. She has extensive experience with medical and health professionals, primary production, management rights and professional services, as well as self-managed super funds. Having completed both her CPA and CA qualifications, Donna is passionate about continued learning and driven to help others to grow, develop and achieve success. Her focus is on developing relationships to ensure a mutual understanding of needs and goals and working together to develop strategies to achieve them. This applies equally for clients, but also the Alto team. Thanks, Donna, for being a guest today on the SMB Wisdom podcast. Thanks for having me, Alice. It's my first podcast, so I'm excited to join you. Oh, welcome, welcome. Well, I've got to tell you, reading your bio there, and you talk about being passionate about continued learning and having done both the CPA and the CA, I'm convinced that you're passionate about um, (laughs) continued learning. Um, I think doing the CA was enough for me, so so very well done in that regard. (laughs) Um, Can we start off today, Donna, by you telling me what traditional land you're coming from? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm based on the Gold Coast, so I'm in the Yugambeh language-speaking country. Fabulous. We've had a few um, from the Gold Coast, so uh, it seems to be a, a nice sort of segment of the experts that we're talking to uh, through this podcast as well. So welcome, welcome. Um, Thank you. Now, we've heard part of your bio, but do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you sort of do day to day, maybe your elevator pitch? Yeah, Sure. Um, so I'm an accountant and advisor. Um, when, when I tell people I'm an accountant, generally say, oh, okay, you do tax returns, um, which is true. Um, but for myself and the team at Alto, we're more focused on the bigger picture for our clients. Um, tax management is just a small part of that. So I really love getting to know my clients, digging into their business, understand their pain points and finding solutions for them. Um, and we try to understand what business success means to them. Sometimes that's minimising tax, other times it's streamlining systems and processes or working less in the business and we help them to find a strategy to get to that point. 
That's excellent. And I'd love to break that down a little bit because I do think that sort of in Australia in particular, accountants really are, I think, the tier one trusted advisors. I think you sort of see in other parts of the world, people might go to their lawyers or they might have other professions that they go to. But I do think in Australia, especially in the SME market, accountants really are sort of, you know, the speed dial um, for people and the trusted advisors. And I think what helps that along is the it's two parts. You have the compliance work done, so you understand the bare bones of the business and what's in it for them, and then you have the knowledge that you can impart on top of that to assist them in attaining that success. Would that be a fair assumption? That's right, and I think people think money, I'll go to my accountant and ask the question, um, and even if it's not something we directly deal with, we've got a good network of professionals that we can pass them on to, so we want to be that first call for them um that's so they can we can let them know who to speak to and what's the best course of action no i love that thanks very much for that and i think that sort of goes on today for um our discussion point we've got donna on the podcast today to talk about mission statements um which is such a fundamental tool in business but i think one that many business owners seem to overlook we sort of get started and then get caught up in the hamster wheel that is business um and sometimes don't necessarily sort of stop to think okay why am I doing this and what's in it for, um, you know, the overall mission of the business. So um, thanks for coming on to talk about that today, Donna. I think it's a really important, um, a really important topic. And I'm wondering whether you can give our listeners a bit of an explanation about what a mission statement is. Yeah, so uh, as an accountant, you know, we're all about the numbers, but one of my favourite parts is, is the mission statement because you really get to dig into the business and find out more about them. Um, so... The mission statement is the why of the business. Um, most businesses have started to make money, but it's generally not the only reason that they start the business. Um, so putting a mission statement in place is, I guess, formalising the why of the business. So it's understanding what drives that business owner to get up every day and go and how they make their decisions. Mm. Um now, the why is so important. The how is how we do it. But the why, I think, gets to the passion and the underlying, you know, sort of reasons that people do get into business because it is a big commitment to get into business in the in the outset. There's a lot of risk involved. And while there's a lot of reward as well, it does pay to understand the why. Donna, I should at this point probably uh, let our listeners know that you're a prolific reader in the, in the business sort of genre space. And I know that um, we'll probably need to have you back on another time to talk about all those amazing books books uh, that you've read and, and you, you sort of post about. But um, Senek, Simon Senek always did the why, didn't he? What was his book on, on the why? That's all about mission, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Start with the why. Um, and he talks a lot of, in some of his other books about the just cause, which is, I guess, the again, the reason why people get up and go to work and why they're willing to sacrifice to advance the cause. It's not just a job or a business. It's something that actually care about and drives them to perform really um another great book is um lisa mccallum's inspired inc which talks about um mission statements um and how to create them so it's another interesting book if you're if you're looking at furthering your information no absolutely i do think um I think business psychology is a really important part of um, what we do. And, you know, we talk about sports psychology and all these other things, but I do think all those underlying sort of elements, uh, I, I find them incredibly interesting. I'm sure you do too, especially dealing with a number of business owners and different businesses and different industries over time. So I do think it's a really valuable 
um, I don't know, sort of topic to look further into. But we're talking about mission statements today. And I guess whilst we look at the why and the passion behind businesses, can you give us sort of a really simplistic rundown as to why mission mission statements are so important to business? I think they're really important because it's it's that mission and the why that um, drives the whole business, but it also is a guide to how the business should be run. So I guess it ties in a lot with the core values, but um, having your team understand the why of the business and what you're trying to achieve is, is really important. So if you've got staff, um, it can help guide them in making decisions. So if they understand what the whole business is trying to achieve, they can easily make decisions without coming to you every time. Um, it also helps the business owner make decisions about hiring, about strategy. So um, when you're hiring people, is this person aligned with what we're trying to achieve? Um, it makes that decision easier. Whether it's remuneration or building culture, it, it ties into that. Um, and what your goals and KPIs are going to be all feed from what is your why? What's the main important things in the business um, and helps as a decision making tool? So really, it strips away a lot of the noise, right? Because we do, we as business Definitely. owners, we, we look at so many decisions constantly about so many things and, and whether that's around um, staff morale internally, whether it's around business offerings, whether it's around our branding, you know, whether yep. it's around, you and I were just talking earlier about, you know, this time of year and how time poor we can be, whether it's around what, you know, networking functions or what events we will go to. There are so many decisions that get made constantly within business. And if you can strip all that noise back and go, okay, why am I here and does this achieve that? I can imagine that that really, you know, sharpens the focus. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Excellent. Now, with mission statements, we understand why we need them and we understand why they're so important. Do they change across different industries, like how they look? Do they change across different industries and businesses or is there sort of a set formula or strategy that needs to apply when formulating a, a mission statement? Is it something that, you know, you can sort of pick up or have a look at each business and there's a, a structure to go through to formulate it or can it be anything really and it can really sort of grow with the business that you're talking about it, it can be anything i guess there's some guidelines which if you some business owners will start a business and they know straight away this is my mission they'll have it from the start they may not uh, for, um, formalize it and put it down in writing but they know what it is so i guess creating the mission statement in a formal um aspect there are some sort of guidelines to help mm. you to achieve that. Um, they will look different across every single business. Mm. Um, and some businesses might, it might be just the business owner that's involved. Others that are formulating later down the track might get key staff involved and have some input from others. So I mm. guess every business, it will be different. Um, I guess part of thinking about what your mission might be, it's, what you do and what you would like to do um, if that's different than what you're currently doing what are you trying to achieve what do you stand for um, why are you different from other businesses in your industry and how do you want to impact on people so i guess if you ask all of those questions that will help you to put something together um, into a formal mission statement look that's great and i think there's a couple of things that come out of that one is that i think we go you know, and do our, our commercial business enterprise work. And sometimes we sort of lose track of a few of those things. And it is very good to stop and think 
you know, especially how do you want to affect people? You know, why is it yeah. that you're doing what you do? Um, and I would think that that's something that you'd want to be looking at relatively regularly as well, um, because it might change as your business grows. It might change um, not necessarily the essence, but just how it impacts other people. So I guess should we have a set and forget mission statement or is it something that should be reviewed regularly? I think when we look at creating a mission statement, we, we want to create something that will is long term and, and mm. drives our business for the future. Um, however, I don't think you just create it and then never revisit. So mm. I guess, as you say, there's always changes in business. Um, you may may have a change in, in what you're trying to achieve. Um, your mindset might change. You may bring others into the business that are new that have different trains of thought. So it, it is mm. useful to, I guess, revisit and say, are we still living this mission? Um, and if we're not, do we need to um change what we're doing or do we need to review and say hey this is no longer what we who we are we've changed too much so either change the what we're doing or change the why we're doing it (laughs) so that they can align yeah that makes sense and i'm assuming that sort of obviously when you're formulating that that mission statement as a small business you know it might be just as a sole trader or you might have you know um you know a husband and wife or something working together in a business you've got sort of the buy-in of two people you know for that mm. that mission and why that they're wanting to do what they're doing as that business grows and continues to evolve and they might be more staff or there might be different stakeholders involved in that business you can understand that there then needs to be a greater buy-in you know by other people to understand the why um that's and yeah that's exactly right yeah absolutely and so i would think that probably a a yearly just check-in to make sure are we on track with why we're doing this um and like you said, and make sure we're aligned to the what and the why. Do you think a year, yearly is too regular? Look, I, I think um, businesses should be reviewing their their business strategy every year, and the mission forms part of that business strategy. So it definitely makes sense that there's an annual check-in to, to make sure there is still that alignment. Um, as far mm-hmm. as getting the buy-in from other team members, that should be, I guess, a, a constant effort to make sure that, that the team is has buy-in with what your your mission is um and as new team members come on making sure that they understand it and whether that's um through a a discussion session or whether it's built into your website or whether it's part of a um part of a handbook that you give to the team to make sure everyone's aware and on top of what it is then uh, it's individual to the business no absolutely uh and i think that's really important too because people who these days, especially clients doing business with, you know, suppliers or other stakeholders actually sort of want to know what they're in for. And I think um, there's a, a focus on am I doing some, you know, am I doing business with somebody who does have a, you know, sort of good ESG practice, for example, who is, um, you know, sort of community focused or is, um, you know, environmentally focused or what have you. And some suppliers might not be. And that's fine if that's not their if, well, it's not fine for me, but I'm saying if that's not their why, um, but you know what I mean? If that's not their why and they own that and they are in that business for a different reason and they have, you know, looked at the pros and cons of whether or not it's better for them to be, say, more ecologically friendly or not, and they're prepared to own that, 
that's fine. Again, they don't need to sort of have the noise in the background clouding that. However, you know, it might be that there's other um, firms or other suppliers which are incredibly climate focused, um, you know, or incredibly ecologically focused, and they really um, provide that backing uh, and, and, you know, and, and talk about that a lot. And it might be that that then is actually really valuable to them from a client perspective, even when um, it might actually cost them a lot more to do that. So I think, you know, in terms of just examples as to understanding what your why is, you know, it can vary a lot. It doesn't mean that it's going to not cost you any money because it may cost you a lot to to do the things in your mission, if that makes sense. Um, but it might mean a lot to people at the end of the day and therefore it's very worth it. That's exactly right. And I, I guess when, it, as I said, it comes back to when you're making business decisions. Um, if, if your mission is, as you say, based around a sustainability and environmental protection, then um, you won't mind. If your decision is, do I spend an extra amount of money to help save the environment, then you're definitely going to make that decision. That's right, exactly. So if we're talking about the practicalities of putting together mission statements, is it something that's just done internally? Is it something that businesses can actually go to someone to, to get some assistance to facilitate um, that that sort of process as well? Or is it something that, you know, you, you, you stated before a few you know, different questions that needs to be asked? Um, you know, how would someone go about that if they think this is a great idea, we definitely need a mission statement? What's the first step? Um, so businesses are more than able to, to create it themselves, but I guess the challenge is they may not know where to start. So um, it could be then speaking to, I guess they could read a book as we talked about and if they wanted to do it themselves, or they could go and speak to their um, advisor, which might be their accountant, um, if they also work in the business advisory space, which would then help guide them and give them a, a little bit um, of a structure around how to create that and maybe even be involved in the process as a um, like a brainstorming and help dig and ask the right questions to help them come up with some ideas. Yeah, sort of to facilitate that process, That's I guess. Um, and I would think that having someone external to assist would also help with the accountability because, you know, I know myself, you sort of think, oh, okay, this week I'm going to do this. Very good, but everything else happens. And um, if you're going to list your, you know, priorities for next year or whatever it is, um, and you can tend to put it off and put it off and put it off. But if we've got, a, you know, an actual set down meeting and this is what we're going to do, you know, on Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock, um, then generally it's going to be what you do with your accountant or advisor or whoever's facilitating the process of Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock and it gets done as opposed to continually be put off. That's exactly right. And even when it comes to strategic planning, we find most businesses will sit down and set time for um, creating their KPIs or setting their long-term goal, long goals and their short-term goals. But the mission statement is generally something that gets missed in, in that process. So we will carry this out as part of our overall strategic planning process. So um, again, as you say, that accountability is there. Somebody is making sure that you're getting it done. And then I guess, because it's part of the overall strategy, and as you said, that's right, people can set down priorities and they can do other parts of the strategy, but they haven't, you know, taken the time to specifically put the mission statement together. How long should the mission statement be? Is it a um, sentence? Is it a 
three three page essay like is how long is there is there any guidelines on how long a mission statement should be look i i think it i wouldn't say three pages i think that might be the idea of the mission statement is that people can understand it and live by it so i guess if it's short and sweet people will, will remember it um mm -hmm. and be able to action that so you don't necessarily need to include every little part of what your strategy is and into it so i like to think short and sweet um, will help people actually retain that information rather than having to go back and read it again to go hang on what what were we talking about yeah and i think that makes sense too because i think when it's short and sweet you can sort of have a, a level of clarity as well yeah. um yes. to build upon that so I know um, the, the mission statement of Disney is to make people happy. So oh, okay. nice, nice, short and sweet. Prior to that, they had a very long-winded mission statement. I, I, I can't remember it. So um, as you say, as yeah. I said before, the shorter it is, it's easy for people to remember and understand what they're trying to achieve. And I think that's really important, especially sort of with people who are you know, you're doing business with for people to understand, oh, that's Disney, they want to make people happy. Um, yep. we, we get that. Um, so is there a, a better way or a good way for businesses to, I guess, communicate their mission statements to the outside world? Like I'm assuming it'd be on a um, on a website, um, on some, you know, some collateral that they might have. Is it, it is something that should be outward facing though, isn't it? It's not just something that's framed in the, in the lunchroom, for example um it can, it can be either so i guess it, it depends on who you want to share it to i would say it's good to be public um as you say it's great for customers to be able to find out what it is and see whether they align with you be able to make decisions for them um mm. but some people may decide to just keep it as an internal um statement rather than being public facing so i guess yeah you could put it on your website it might be on your your email footer um, it might be on your other business collateral, whether it's your letterhead or um, social media, all those sort of things are good ways to be able to share. Yeah, the it, can, it can be part of your branding, can't it? Yeah, that's how, it can. how you want to take it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it should be. It, it shouldn't be purely um, created as a marketing tool, but no. it can be used in connection with your, with your um, marketing strategy, definitely. And I guess that sort of... Um, leads me to whether or not an organization should only have one mission statement and i guess it should be like in my brain at the moment i'm thinking about an octopus just so that you know um where you sort of have one overall um mission statement but sort of all of the other say departments or um product lines or brands that might sit under the overall uh business may have their own sort of sub statement but they all are because of the main one if that makes sense. Um, should it, um, I guess what I'm saying is, should an organisation only have one mission statement? Oh, I think I think the organisation should only have one. Um, each division or um, team, I guess, could have, they, they might have separate goals or targets or what they're trying to achieve, but I, st I believe they should still align with the overall business mission yeah. um, to ensure there's consistency and ensure that that the business overall is achieving its goals because they are on the same page. And everyone's driving in the same direction. Then, Correct. Again, it goes yeah. back to that clarity 
the organisations here to do this and we're all yep. wanting to achieve this and it doesn't matter what part of the organisation we're in, this is where we're wanting to go and this is how we're wanting to get there um, and that's what that's we're right. focusing on as our mission statement. Exactly. Excellent. Um, so I guess then the only question, well, the only question, I've got lots of questions for you, Donna, but the other question I've got is we talk about vision a lot as well in terms of businesses. What's the business owner's vision? What we're looking to um, as the business's vision? How does that, I guess, relate um, to the mission statement? Because they're, they're different things, aren't they? They, they are different things. So I, I guess as we, we said, the, the mission statement is the why. Um, but the vision might be what you are trying to achieve in the future. Um, and it should tie in with what your mission is. So you shouldn't say, this is what my mission is, but then my vision is something completely different that's unrelated. So it should all tie in and the vision being, um, yeah, what you foresee happening with the business down the track. Yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. So yeah, no, no, absolutely. So the vision is sort of the goal, right? The vision is the, I want to say end game because we don't really, like there's never an end game. Everything just keeps evolving yep. into something else. But the vision is what we, like, you know, they're there, they're our goals, right? Like not as in how to get there, but our end game. That's what we would like to be that. Our vision the, is to be. The, the big picture, the big picture, yes. future, what the business will look like. Exactly. That's that perfect. You've you've summed that up brilliantly. And then the mission statement is why we're doing it. Yes. And then we break all of that down in our strategic planning to our goals, our targets, our strategy as to yes. how we're going to get there. Would that be? That's, that's exactly right. You you'll have your um, big, hairy, audacious goal, which is it. your long term goal. Um, you'll have your short term goals and and you'll then you'll have your even um more broken down kpis and the areas that you're trying to focus on which will help you achieve those goals brilliant and i just think forgive me if i'm out of line here but from doing sort of business and business related work for so long in my brain this is not difficult what's difficult is actually just getting around to doing it and once you actually do it the effect that it can have on businesses is phenomenal um just by actually pouring a little bit of attention into the where do we want to go what's our you know big hairy audacious goal and how how we think we can get there and then sort of trying to just hop on the bus to, to work towards it it's not a big mystery it's just taking that time isn't it that to, to actually get it done that's it when we hear it every day that businesses get caught up working in the business not on the business so it's making that time um to focus on the business and and doing all these things as you say it's not it's not rocket scientists it, it's not rocket science mm. it's just getting the time to actually sit down and put it on paper and and formalize it and and a lot of business owners probably say oh, i don't need to do that it's all in my head but even if it's all in your head that doesn't necessarily mean that the team understands what you're trying to achieve so by having something formalized you can then um build it across the whole business oh brilliant no no totally i, I think that all makes amazing sense thanks so much donna we might take a really quick break and then we'll come back and um donna's going to talk us through the do's and don'ts in relation to mission statements and i'm pretty keen to find out what they are thanks donna SMB Wisdom is proudly sponsored by SMB Advisory. 
SMB Advisory is a specialist firm of chartered accountants dedicated to providing specialist insolvency services to financiers, advisors, directors and individuals. The team at SMB Advisory are a safe set of hands to talk through your options when things get tough or when you find yourself in a tricky business situation and you're not sure what's next. Call the team on 1800 762 238 or send a message through the website www.smbadvisory.com.au to talk through the next steps in your business journey. All right, and we're back with Donna Bruce from Alto Advisors. Uh, Donna's with us today to talk about mission statements. And it's been such an enlightening discussion, Donna. I have got a lot out of it. I must admit, we all talk about, you know, mission statements and visions and strategies. And sometimes it's just really handy to break that all down into what exactly we mean by, you know, each of those specific things and also talk about how we can um, bring those as tools into our businesses. Um, so I guess where we're at now we've spoken about what mission statements are why we should have them why they're so important and how to sort of put them together but do you have some do's and don'ts or some tips in terms of how we can really have great effective mission statements yeah so i i guess when you're creating the mission statement do you want it to be something a big idea not something narrow in terms of just what your business does now um as i said it, you you want it to be valid for future years um and be just as important in future years so if it's something big as opposed to just a narrow um mindset that's good um you also would want it to have many have lots of winners not necessarily just be focused on you like not necessarily i want to be the best accounting firm because um, that isn't necessarily very inspirational to others outside the business or even necessarily inside the business so the idea of the mission is to be able to make decisions but also to inspire your team um, to be achieving the why that you want to achieve um, you as I said you want it to be something that's long-term focused um, but you don't want it to be something that's just based on i guess basic norms so it shouldn't be it should be the ceiling not the floor so we don't say oh we promise not to break the law that's not something that should be a mission statement it should be something a little higher um to yeah. achieve than that the threshold should be a bit better than that you think yeah a bit more aspirational. I think so. <laughs> yeah that's exactly right and and you don't want to say too much as we talked about before if it's long and boring and long-winded mm um no one's going to remember what it was so i guess they're, they're the kind of do's and don'ts and then once you have put something together you could ask the questions um is it inspiring to others uh others going to be excited and want to get on board by the mission um is it focused on real people and their needs and is there more winners than just you are you proud to tell others this is what your mission is um, yeah, and does it represent what you stand for and what you're looking to achieve? Isn't that amazing? And I think even internally, Donna, that can be so helpful because, you know, sometimes we can all have um, different partners in businesses or different, you know, sort of business owners together in, a, in whatever structure they have. And um, it might be that they're all there for something different. And I think actually coming together and having that collective goal as an organisation um, can just really be very helpful at the sort of, you know, um, you know, the threshold level to say, well, this is why we're actually all doing this. Um, and that can help 
phenomenally yes. as well, just from an internal perspective. Um, just one more thing I wanted to say in terms of uh, looking at it from that sort of bigger picture, you know, and making sure it's something that can sort of last where, yeah, the time. I think that there's probably um, some talent in having somebody to talk through what your mission is and ask a lot of questions so that you can actually get to something that is a little bit more, you know, broader than just a narrow-minded, we wanting to do this, you know, next year. Like, so that's not your mission. Yeah. Let's, let's ask how, how can we express that so in 10 years' time we can still buy into and achieve this mission? And I think that's where the benefit can come from having someone, you know, your accountant or business advisor facilitate that process as well. Yes, so having someone else to, I guess, pick your brain is useful um, because you might just get stuck on something um, and have one thing in your mind but not be able to um, come up with any other ideas. So when when we, the Alto team, um, created our mission, we actually got our team involved in the process because we thought that would help them to buy in with it. And we all sat down and... Um, ask those questions that I said before, what do we do? Why are we different? And what are we trying to achieve? And there was lots of different words thrown around, but at the end, um, we actually all came back to very similar, um, similar ideas, which was interesting. So, um, yeah. You can all sort of breathe a sigh of relief then as well, isn't it? That's right. We're all on the same page. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, brilliant. So, um, so much to unpack there, Donna, and amazing. I'm really enjoyed uh, talking with you about mission statements. And I think there's a lot more that can come out of that. Maybe uh, going forward, we can have a chat about, um, you know, in due course, other sort of really great mission statements that we've come across and why they're so good. Um, and maybe we can even put some of those up uh, on our on our webpage as well, just to, to keep that discussion going. Yeah, Before good. we finish up today, um, can you let me know what the best piece of business wisdom is that anybody's ever given you? Um, I think it's not something that was actually verbalised to me as in advice, but it was something that I learned early from my first boss in accounting, and that was that relationships, relationships and trust matter more than knowledge. Um, so I guess it goes back to that saying, I think it's Maya Angelou, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that um, that has carried with me through my whole career, um, that, that that trust and building relationships matter more than how much you know. Oh, wow, that's really excellent. That's super valuable. I like that. And I think it's so true um, because you can, you're right. You know, there's people that know a lot, but people don't tend to go to them because there's there's that trust element, that know, yeah. like and trust, right? You need to, to have that, and especially in your accountant, your business advisor or people that you're trusting and sometimes some really quite intimate stuff with, um, you know, in terms of your fears and, and what might happen. Um, those relationships are so important. Donna, thank you so much. Um, thanks for your time today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I hope that your first podcasting experience um, won't be your last and we'll be able to have you on um, lots more to talk about all the many things that um, I know that you can you can give us advice about. Um, before we go, can you let me know where we can find you if listeners want uh, any further information or if they want to connect with you? Uh, yes, so um, we're based in Bundle, across from Hodder at 140 Bundle Road. So um, that's where we are. Or they can um, contact me through LinkedIn 
or jump on our website for all the details. Fabulous. And we'll have Donna's full bio and details of how to get in contact in the notes uh, and on our webpage as well. Um, thank you again to everyone's listened in today. Please don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of the fabulous episodes we have coming up. Uh, please also give us a rating so that others can find out about us too. Um, also, let us know if there's any specific topics you'd like us to talk about here on SMB Wisdom. Join us again for our next episode of SMB Wisdom. And in the meantime, be wise in business. Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Alice.